we have in the salon, we have fun. We have this big party going on all day with music and our friends and we're creating and it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And social media is my invitation mm-hmm. to people to come to my party, to sure. come here. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, great. because otherwise they're feeling like they're the wedding crasher or the party crasher. Right. Um, and so it's my way of saying, Hey, here's the fun we're having. And you, you are invited to come. ridiculousness. Hi everybody, welcome to Shop Talk Podcast brought to you by 124Go. I'm your co-host Chris Suleme and nothing about today is like usual other than to the left of me. I sit here with my great friend, Mr. John Cummings. And we we have a really special podcast today. Uh, a group of people that we've been hanging out with a little bit, conversing with, friendly through the industry if you will, thanks to our, uh, our co-worker and boss, Mr. Brian Perdue. Um, introduced us to this great couple, power couple as I like to call them, in the salon industry, a salon group that's doing extraordinary things inside of your market. And we decided to get in the truck and drive back roads through the mountains to Knoxville, Tennessee to hang out with Salon Jaeger today. And so today we're here with Jen and Chris and Kelsey from Salon Jaeger. So first of all, hi everybody and welcome. Hey, Hey, thanks so much for coming up. We're so excited to have you guys with us today. Yeah, this is, uh, and we spent the morning just to kind of set the listener up for what's been happening. We just spent the morning kind of catching up about business and just really to listen to you all sharing about what's happening here at Salon Jaeger as well as your philosophies. And, you know, it's just always really nice to connect with like-minded people. So there's a million different ways we can take this conversation. John, how do you want to start it out? Well, my favorite question is always kind of to start off with how you got into this industry, right? And I guess what I want to know is, let's start there with, you know, the Yeagers. Um, obviously, you're a, a couple, married couple, right? You've got the salon. You know, tell us a little bit about that journey, because, you know, I think for lots of folks, they're, they are in that same position, right? I'm in this business with my husband. I'm in this business with my wife. I'm sure. in this business with my partner. So tell us, give us a little bit about that backstory. How did this happen? How did you create this, you know, great team, this great environment? But how did you get here? How did this happen? Yeah, great question. And there's so much of a story behind that. Um, I actually started doing hair about how many years ago? It was about 17 years ago, which is crazy. Um, too young for that. But um, started hair about 17 years ago when we had one child that was one year old when I went to beauty school. I went to Tennessee School of Beauty. Um, and I started off in a, a big salon that, was, that had a huge emphasis on education. And um, I spent quite a few years there in the salon industry. At the time, Chris was actually um, going to the university, getting his degree in psychology. And um, as luck would have it, years later, he fell in love with the salon industry through exposure Mm -hmm. to it. And he joined on um, the salon that I was at, uh, just working as a front front desk Mm -hmm. and um, was able to use his psychology background right. and start doing some coaching with the stylist and start implementing some things and, and took more of a managerial role. And he worked with that salon company for five years, about five years mm-hmm. in that position, um, helped them open a second location. Um, and and it was always a dream of mine to own a salon. And so through um, a lot of work, a lot of studying, and uh, we, we opened this salon together, and we have been open about four and a half years. Kelsey, who's with us today, um, has been with us since the very beginning, and so we feel super blessed to, to have her. So were you guys a couple 
before you started working at the same location? Yeah, yeah. so... We've been we married did. almost 19 years. I, yeah, I yeah. thought maybe you, yeah. like, you know, meat-hooked him no. on the way out the door. Like, hey, you're boy, with you're me. with me. Yeah, no. so I just, I kind of found my way into the industry through Jen, obviously. Uh -huh. um, you know, as, as the recession hit and times got tough, I mean, I was going to school at the University of Tennessee, finished up there, graduated with a degree. Um, thought I wanted to build houses. That was what my passion was, was uh -huh. building, and so... I bought some lands, built a house, just as the recession hit and the market and the uh, housing time. market Fun crashed, time. right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so um, it was really hard to get rid of that house. I still did some, you know, flipping the houses and things like that, and um, it just wasn't working. And so Jen was like, "Hey, what do you think about this salon industry idea? And we could be owners." Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where my journey began with this with this whole industry. Um, you had talked about how Chris kind of fell in love with the industry. I, I want to ask you about that as somebody that. This wasn't a desire to be a hairdresser, right? Right, yeah. And you kind of came into the industry with Jen. What was it about the industry that attracted you? What What about the beauty industry had you saying, I want to be part of this? Yeah, well, first off, I mean, as an outsider, when you look into, like, a salon, it looks exciting, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, when guests come in, it's a fun, happy, exciting place. And so, I mean, that's kind of the first thing I noticed is that this is a really cool industry. But secondly, I really fell in love with the numbers mm -hmm. of the salon and how to correctly um, set up budget guidelines and things like that mm -hmm. to make sure a salon runs successfully from that standpoint. And I fell in love with the psychology of um, the guest cycle, you know, what takes place with the moment the guest walks through your door mm -hmm. to the moment that they leave that door. What is their experience like? Um, so that was really where, where I kind of fell in love with the industry. That's awesome. That's and awesome. Then Chelsea, Chelsea worked with you guys, right? Yeah, I did. I worked with them for... I guess three years before we moved. Yeah. Yeah. And so how did you get your start? Well, I got my start. I took um, my high school offered cosmetology. Mm -hmm. So I started taking cosmetology in high school. And then I knew once I got out of school that I was going to go to beauty school and finish up my hours. So I was actually out of school and licensed by the time I was 18. Wow. And That's I awesome. started in with that other salon and mm -hmm. I met Jen and Chris. And then I kind of was like, well, I'm going to stick around here until they open up their own thing. And then, I mean, I planned to follow them even if they weren't going to invite me. <laughs> the first day they opened, you just happened to be there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah she just showed up. <laughs> what was it about Jen and Chris that made you say, those are people I want to work with someday? What, I mean, what was the attraction? Well, um, Jen was one of my, was an educator. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I learned a lot with hair through her. But then uh, Chris was like my educator in the numbers part. Mm -hmm. So that, like, it was like I got the perfect mix. Sure. So I was like, these, I like them. So I want to, so every, like, numbers meeting, I would, like, slowly, like, so when mm -hmm. are we going to, when <laughs> are you going to open up your own salon? Or when are we going to, when are we going to move? So yeah. I would just slowly, like. Kelsey was always, yeah, she's always that dry wit that was kind of like, mm -hmm. even before we knew we were going to, like, open all on our own, she was like, yeah, kind of. Throwing some ideas. Mm -hmm. She was a, yeah. your, adopted, your adopted little sister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about. You said that one of the things you liked was that you also, you know, along with the technical education that you got from Jen, you also got some of that business numbers piece from Chris. And it sounds like it was important to you. I think for many people, stylists in our industry, salon owners, they we struggle with that part. Yes. You know, so. Or almost rebel against it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what was it, why did that connect with you? Because I think for lots of folks, it's like, oh, numbers. You know, I got to sell, you know, $20 of retail this week. And, ah, you know, why did that click with you? Why was that important? What was the 
connection there for you? For me, that was like showing me on paper was showing me how I was growing. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to keep growing because I wanted to do other things. I wanted to be able to get that car, buy that house. And I wanted, so showing me on paper how I could do that and where I was lacking, it showed me where I needed to focus more of my energy on certain aspects. If my retail was dropping, he could show me that the next month. Mm -hmm. So then I knew next month I need to focus more on retail to try to keep a balance in the salon. So you were able to see, it sounds like you saw a connection from what you wanted in your life to what was happening in the salon. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. That's great. So I was like, I want to be able to pay off my loans. I want to be able to, you know, so what do I do to get that? Mm -hmm. So let me ask a silly question. How's that working? <laughs> it worked. I paid off my first car. You did? It did. Um, I was able to, and then I'm working on another car, but yeah. I was still, I was able to, mm-hmm. and I was able to pay off my student loans. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, other than the car I got now, but yeah. I was debt free. And mm-hmm. that was my goal. Yeah. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in debt and I didn't want a student loan. Sure. So I was able to pay that off. That's great. Kelsey, I, I think does lot from what I've seen, a lot of traveling mm-hmm. and I don't, my guess is that's one of your things that you love, and so, so it's not just about that lifestyle. Yeah, it's not just about paying the bills and paying off your car. It's also giving you a lifestyle that you lead. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much more to it than just paying your bills. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's you know that's what's so amazing about this industry, and I feel like it's starting to give me a little bit of hint of where I want to take a little questioning. In earlier in conversation, you know, we were sitting over there, and I know you were working on clients, but we were just kind of talking about what what's the essence behind salon ownership or what's the difference in, and we weren't using these words, but I'm going to use these words now. Like what's the difference in owning a hair salon company versus, you know, maybe some other companies and the language that you guys landed on was, you know, hairstylist development company. And what's interesting is that's the exact terminology Brian uses. I mean, I literally just edited a video last night and one of the flash uh, you mm-hmm. know, think graphics that I put on the screen sure. says hairstylist development company, uh, you know, over top of Brian's face. Um, and I will show that to you to prove that <laughs> oh, that's so true. Good, so good. But, but the point is, is, you know, we're really in alignment on that. And as Kelsey sits here, just as, as I'm kind of listening to your language around your story, what you just shared is so much different than, you know, I wanted to do some hair and these guys opened a cool salon and you know i just get to sling hair all day which is fun i love slinging hair but there's more to it um and you were able to see that there was more to this the philosophy behind the couple and so i'll ask and maybe we'll circle this way maybe we'll counterclockwise because i want to stay on you kelsey for just a minute why was that so obvious to you and and maybe if you've already answered that, if you feel like we've kind of gone there, how does that show up in day-to-day life as a salon comparatively to maybe leadership that you've had before where it didn't necessarily show up in that way? Well, I can't say that in the very beginning that I felt that way. I kind of had to learn as I went that I didn't want to be broke, but you know, mm-hmm. I wanted, mm-hmm. and I had to, I mean, part of it was also growing up cause I started at 18. Mm-hmm. So from 18 Kelsey to now, I, it's a, a lot has changed, mm-hmm. but I had to kind of see like, well, this isn't working what I'm doing. Yeah. And then seeing it on paper as I was growing and what yeah. I needed to do that kind of made yeah. the change. If that answers what you're What asking. I love about what you just said is we work with hair school students all the time. And mm-hmm. you know, as, as a company, you guys, when you hire in somebody, you might, you might get a great catch like Kelsey at 18 years old yeah. and see inside of her. How old are you now? 
26. The 26-year-old <laughs> that she doesn't know is there yet. Right. Right. right? And, you know, and then we have to kind of nurture people through that. And so when I'm talking with 18-year-olds nowadays on a regular, and I was a 17-year-old hairstylist also, like, um, it's, it's almost like you're trying to say, look, I get where you're at right now, mm-hmm. but I promise you one day, like, paying off a car is going to be important. Paying off sure. a house is going to be important. So I guess I want to re- continue to, you know, go full circle with this. Why, why that philosophy for you guys, and what sets you apart in that philosophy? You know, comparatively to a salon that maybe just doesn't get that. Well, I think one of the things that Jen and I, when we started brainstorming and putting this all together, was that um, our main theme was was going to be that the uh, the stylist or the people we work with were going to come first, not the guest that's sitting in the chair. And uh, we've, we've really tried to make our culture fit that, to know that, that we love them, we want the best for them, that we'll do whatever we can to help them. And so coming into it with a mindset of we want to grow people and help people to succeed mm-hmm. instead of a, a mindset of we just want to make as much money as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that makes a difference because if you're, if you're just concerned only about the money, then... I don't think it's going to fall in place. It's yeah. not going to fall in place the right way. But yeah. if people um, know that you care about them, which we we try to you know portray and yeah. and express to them, then um, then they know that that's real. Yeah. And so it just it just falls in line with the whole culture of the salon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if this directly answers what you're asking, but what's coming to my mind is um, when we first opened, we we've, we had such support from other salon owners, which is, is cool to be in an industry that's like that. And one um, very well-meaning salon owner who we still love um, said to us, he said, you need to make sure that, you ha- that you're lining up who's going to be next because every person that's with you right now, this is when we very first opened, mm-hmm. will not be with you in one year. You won't have a single one of them in a year. Mm-hmm. And so go ahead and make sure that you're focusing more on who's coming after them right. mm-hmm. and I, I laughed because mm-hmm. I thought he was joking mm-hmm. and he said no I'm serious <clears throat> you mm-hmm. won't have a single one of them and so you need to make sure that you have someone lined up for after them and you know I'm so glad that he told me that because after that I was so I was bound to determine that that was not going to be me mm-hmm. that was not going to be us that we were going to do everything we could to retain those that were with us mm-hmm. because it's about seeing them grow their lives and grow happiness in their life. And it's not about who's coming after them. Yes, we, we do constantly grow. We have new styles coming in, but you know, it's exciting for us to say that here we are um, approaching our fifth anniversary and every person that started with us is still with us. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, it, it took diligence mm-hmm. to make sure that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it took making sure that we are dedicated to them, not only in the salon, but outside of the salon, um, what's going on in their lives and that we care about what's going on in their lives, not just what those numbers are showing. Those numbers help them achieve uh-huh. their goals, but their goals are important to us, their life goals. Yeah, I, you know, that. I love all of that because I overuse this word, but um, it's, you've created a culture in your environment here. You, you've created a place where people want to be a part of, right? You saw that, Kelsey, right from the beginning, right? I see this opportunity to both, you know, grow as an artist, as a stylist, 
but I can also grow my lifestyle. I can grow my life. I can have both. Absolutely. Right. And that was another thing is that they encourage us to still have a life. Like yeah. They understand. They don't push like, mm -hmm. no, the salon, your work comes first. Right. They understand that we all have family and we all have our own other responsibilities. Yeah. So I like that they've always worked with us on that too. Yeah. And I think for a lot of salon owners and stylists on both sides of the equation, right? As stylists, we have a hard time finding a home sometimes, right? Maybe you're one of those stylists who's been hopping for a little bit. Mm -hmm. You went to this location and you went to this location and you went to that location and you, and you just can't find what you're looking for. But I think sometimes we chase the wrong thing, right? We chase that salon looks prettier than the one I work in. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. salon does cooler hair than the one I work in. Mm -hmm. You know, that salon's on a busier street than the one I work in. Yet in the end, you know, what you discovered working with Jen and Chris was, you know, I have a balance in my life. I'm both an artist, but I'm also somebody who's gonna pay the bills, have a family, and I like to travel. You know, I think that's the focus that we as stylists need, you know, to figure out when we're trying to figure out where we're going with our career. And for salon owners, we've got to offer that. Because if all you have to offer is the busy location on the street, or people <coughs> doing the pink, blue, and yellow hair, that only lasts so long, mm -hmm. right? That only lasts for as long it's as exhausting. the next trend comes. Mm -hmm. yeah. is exhausting. Or until somebody right next door opens a bigger location than yours, there's nothing there, there's no meat. To the, to the matter. Su right. Super interesting. I mean, it, it, I can see an owner listening to this conversation right now that might be struggling. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of owners in great salons and in not so great salons can relate to going through a flat time where you're struggling or yeah. you just had some people maybe who aren't there anymore and you're like, oh man, you know, um, and, but, and they go back to what Chris was kind of talking about. Like, you know, I get so focused around the money uh, and the realization, the more I work with John and Brian and, you know, uh, plenty of other mentors in the industry that you'll hear say this, like, if you turn your focus first on people, mm -hmm. you know, if you can figure out even in your messy situation, you know, right now that you just had three people split and you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay rent. If you can figure out in your messy situation how to start to operate from a place of the intention is going to be to grow people. Um, just stuff changes and then you blink your eyes and I know you guys have a pretty cool story about getting open here so getting open here was not uh, white picket fences and pie in the sky for you guys so like you know maybe share a little snapshot of that just so people know that you know you weren't gifted a salon that you two walked into as a graduation present for Tennessee graduating Tennessee University right yeah do you you want me to share that yeah you're good this. Oh goodness, I won't go into too much detail, um, but it definitely was not the you know the picture that we imagined in opening. We did we did our due diligence in doing our research and preparing, planning well, um, and we had great people surrounding us, you know, helping us find a great location, an accountant helping us get set up. We uh, really did made every effort we could to make the opening as smooth as possible. But as luck would have it. The contractors um, didn't finish in time, and mm -hmm. they didn't let us know that it wasn't be finished in time until about two days before. And so, mm -hmm. we had already quit our previous jobs, as right. had our styles that were coming to work with us. Wow! And um, we had um, educators flying in to train our staff because we were converting to an, everyone to a new color line and mm -hmm. product line. And so they were scheduled to arrive, and we didn't have a salon to do it in. Mm -hmm. And so. <laughs> 
we had a little panic. Um, we called our rep uh, with Salon Centric and, and let her know like what's going on. And so she immediately got on the phone and started working on getting us a place to host the educators and do the classes. Mm -hmm. And so the beauty school that I graduated from opened a space to us to have classes there to train, do some hands-on models. And um, one of our stylists, actually Bethany that works with us, she said, I, I mean, I have room downstairs. We can go meet in my downstairs for one of the days. And so we literally went to her house for one of our trainings. Wow. And, yeah, it was great. Okay. And, um, and, but the biggest problem was we had clients booked for all of the stylists. And so I, <laughs> I called one of the local places that rents the studio, or suites, I guess it was, mm -hmm. salon suites. Mm -hmm. And I told her the situation. And I said, listen, I know you usually do yearly contracts. I need somewhere for two weeks. Will you do it? Will you rent to us? And um, I guess we were being blessed because she said, yeah, I have one massage room and we don't need massage, but I have one massage room and two hair studios. I'll lease them to you for two weeks and you can set up shop there. And, um, and so we figured out how to rotate everyone in and out of those rooms. We set up the massage room as our office slash dispensary. Sure. Um, the colors were organized in cardboard boxes. Uh -huh. The computer was on a massage table. It's real cute. Works. And we contacted our clients and said, here's the situation. Mm -hmm. We will take care of you here. And they were awesome. They all, they all came and supported us in that. Um, that actually was, uh, we talked about Brian earlier in the mm -hmm. podcast. We had met Brian previously. One time we drove down to Atlanta and he had sh he showed us around his salons and spent the day with us. But that was the only connection he had with us. Mm -hmm. And so um, we called him in a bit of a crisis. <laughs> and so I said, I might need help. I might need to just call you and ask you a few questions because, you mm -hmm. know, we're feeling scattered right now. And he got off the phone with me and um, there was a lot, a lot of other things going on at this time. But he got off the phone and he called me back in just a little while and he said, um, Jen, the Lord's laid it on my heart to come up there and help you. And I'm getting my truck tonight. Bring in Sharon with me. Who else do you need from my company? And I said, I, th I think that'll be good. And so he came up and um, he stayed, I think maybe two nights up here. Uh -huh. And Sharon sat at the computer in the massage room all day long. And every time I'd get a second, I'd go in there and she would teach me how to do more things. And she rung people out for us, and um, she was just awesome. And then Brian, literally, I, I don't know if you remember this, Kelsey, but walked around just like rubbing people's backs and encouraging people, what kind of, running laundry for us mm -hmm. to help us get through that time. And um, that's, I can't tell you how big of an impact that's made on me as a leader to have someone who has no financial benefit from that, mm -hmm. who actually took a financial loss, left his own company and right. came and spent his own money. You know, it made a huge impact on me. Uh, that was just a few of the things that went into too much detail that all the forces that joined together to make us think we were going to die. Right. Yeah. We yeah, did it. And the cool thing is we were able to delegate, um, you know, some responsibilities from the get-go to some of our stylists and they all pulled together and, and made it work. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. What a, what a cool, first of all, what a cool story. It testaments to the fact that, you know, look, we're... We're sitting in front of microphones, you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. uh, but we're not. We're, this isn't lip service, you know what I mean. Kelsey didn't. We didn't drag her in here and you know get her to tell <laughs> some. I'm just watching her nod, and you guys kind of remember it. I'm actually yeah. watching the emotion come up on your face. And Chris, you're not a very emotional dude, so I, you know I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, so I want to you know we're gonna fast forward because there's so much in your story, and we could talk about so many different things. Um, you're it's five years now. 
yeah. and you're growing a healthy business. I mean, yeah. you know, you're profitable, uh, which is not a bad word in the salon industry, even though we treat it like that uh, at some sometimes. And one of the conversations I think that captivated John and I this morning specifically was around mark. I'm going to call it marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Social media was the you know the arm inside of that. But you guys are doing some really interesting things with marketing as it relates to you know popping up high in Google search and um, different things with your website. So I, I kind of want to pitch it to you to start some questioning okay. around the topic of marketing because I think there's a lot of points that you guys have are doing that most salons really aren't, um, they haven't elevated enough yet to like, well, how do I rank higher on Google mm -hmm. search? And is it really worth it? And does it make a difference? Mm -hmm. And I, I want to ask a singular yes or no question. Does it make a difference? Absolutely. Absolutely yes. Right. Yeah. So now let's talk about that. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we obviously had a, a warm up conversation before we started the podcast. And one of the things you guys discussed, you know, was how strong social media has had an impact on your business. Um, and not only on, on your business per se, but also for the stylist, you know, growing their business, you know, being able to help because it's one thing to say you've got to hit these numbers. It's one thing to want to hit those numbers because you have a lifestyle and, and bills to pay. But there's that, well, how do I do that, right? That's the other piece. Um, and you guys have done a really good job, not only with social media and growing your location, but you've done a really good job of helping your staff understand how to use social media to grow their own careers. And I, I want to learn a little bit, little bit more about that. So I guess where I want to start is, you know, why did you, why, what was the driver that said, you know what, we really need to work on our social media. This is something we really need to engage because it can really help us. Because I think too many folks are like, I hate social media. I got to create another, you know, Instagram post today. Ah, yeah. I don't want to shoot a video. You know? Right, and specifically, is this just about taking pictures of hair and posting, or is right. there more to it? Is there a strategy behind it? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I look at social media, I guess, as we have in the salon, we have fun. We have this big party going on all day mm -hmm. with music and our friends, and we're creating, and it's, it's fun. Mm -hmm. And social media is my invitation mm -hmm. to people to come to my party, to sure. come here. Right. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's you great. know because otherwise they're feeling like they're the wedding crasher or the party crasher, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's my way of saying, hey, here's the fun we're having, and you you are invited to come. And um, when we when we opened the salon, I literally didn't know what Instagram was. I'd heard it, mm -hmm. I'd heard of it, mm -hmm. and uh, that was all I knew. And so <laughs> one of my guests um, specializes in that, and I said, hey, listen, I'll take you out for dinner and do your hair for free if you will tell me everything that you know about Instagram. And so we did, we went and had dinner together and she's, she started me off with the basics. This is what Instagram is. Here's what a hashtag is. How, here's how many hashtags you can put per post. Mm -hmm. I pulled up the top 30 in, in your industry slash area. Right. Here's what I want you to start using. Mm -hmm. and, um, and kind of laid the foundation for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was able to, it really, it's, it's about experimenting and playing with it a lot. There's, there's a lot of rules, mm -hmm. but then it's about experimenting what works. How do I look at the mm -hmm. analytics of mm -hmm. it? Yeah. And if it worked once, how do I create something similar mm -hmm. and make it work even better this time? Great. Right. And, uh, and as I've been able to do that, then I'm able to coach my stylist mm -hmm. to do that better. 
And of course we get some of them coming in that are so good at social media that I'm learning from them now. And sure. right. they're coming in saying, hey, here's this video editing app sure. that's, that's great for creating content. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one area that we fail right now in, uh, as an industry, I'm not saying our salon yeah. personally, right. yeah. is recognizing the importance of Facebook still. Because mm-hmm. it's like we all of a sudden, oh, we gotta do all Instagram. Right. And if we hit both platforms, then we hit different demographics right right? there's a crossover but there's some that are in one or the other and so really making sure that we're hitting both um now as far as the like google and seo optimization that's gonna be more chris is gonna answer more of those questions i'm sure Mm -hmm. um but i do think that that both are important i want to stay on the social piece for just a second before we get to the google and seo and just kind of come to kelsey's perspective as a you know, operationally now, I want to talk about actual things that you're doing that you go, that didn't get me a bunch of likes in the hair salon world. That got me a client. Yes. Right? That's the stuff that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. What got you a client? Not did you get likes right. from, you know, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. So, you know, so-and-so who's a, right. who's a famous hair person. Right. Um, but you know, what are operationally some things that you're doing that you're, you're noticing like, oh wow, I got three referrals from that or whatever it is. Well, there was one time, um, I just used the hashtag Knoxville Balayage mm-hmm. and a client found me through a hashtag, Wow. which I thought that was, I mean, that was cool. Cause I mean, I was, cause I mean, sometimes I would be like, I'm using all these hashtags, but I don't know really know what right. they're doing. What am I doing? Until a client was like, that's how I found you. Mm-hmm. I saw your picture of Balayage and mm-hmm. she messaged me right through Instagram and I set her up with an appointment and she's come to me twice now. Were you someone that was like, oh, we're going to do social media? Great, let's do it. Or were you somebody, because I don't know, right? Or were you somebody who said, yeah, whatever. I saw, show me show me the money. Right? I saw that it worked, um, yeah. but I was a little lazy with it at first mm-hmm. because I didn't want to post every day. I thought that that was being annoying. Okay. You know, I didn't want to be that annoying person that you just want to get rid of. Right. But I did see that I once I got out of my head that the posting daily does it, mm. it does make an impact. So you're yeah. posting every day at this point? I try to. Yeah. I mean sometimes yeah, I do slip sure. but I do try to at least do one post a day. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. And so it sounds like one of the things you said is hashtags have been very effective. Hashtagging is effective. Um, doing locations is effective. Mm-hmm. Tagging, um, you know, the color line you're using. Mm-hmm. Tagging just the person that's in it because then their people are going to see it mm-hmm. and so I mean, it's just really lots of tagging and hashtagging and trying to link your account to other people's accounts what's um, interesting to me is you didn't say anything about the picture right the picture is important too <laughs> right. but you yeah. know there, there's always you know the picture is going to grab people's or the video right. or whatever will grab their attention I wonder sometimes if we're always focused on so much on taking the perfect picture or the perfect video and we forget that the tagging the hashtagging the linking to locations is really there's so much there to help bring those clients in right i think the picture starts becoming easier than all the other stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah, the picture gets easy once you can do it yeah Yeah, right um so talk to me about the client conversation around you know we just met i just did your hair and now before the end of this thing you know we're going to be involved in a full-on photo shoot perhaps right not everybody is is going to do that um, how did you introduce that? Because you, I feel like knowing your, how long you've been a hairstylist, you were just at the tail end before Instagram. We really understood how to use it as a business. So I'm guessing you didn't use it in the beginning. 
at for for to try to grow business unless I'm wrong about 18 that. 18-year-old Kelsey, is that what you're Yeah, I want to go back to 18-year-old Kelsey. I want to say like when I do go back to old posts, I did post pictures, but it wasn't really I was trying to get business about it. I just thought yeah. it was cool and wanted right. to show my friends what I could do, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't think about making my friends my customer. Right. So mm-hmm. I was just posting oh, well, at like that, that point in the beginning. So now <laughs> operationally, well, uh, how do I how do I introduce that? So I want to I want to say this first. I believe that 90% of stylists consume social media, 10% of stylists produce media with the intention of gaining a client, right? So more people are sitting looking at their phones right now than the amount of people that are actually walking the guest up to the window. You guys have great windows for picture taking, by the way. This is like, so I was looking at, you know, a lot of your, uh, and what's the Instagram, what's uh, your guys' Instagram for the salon? Salon Jaeger Knoxville. Salon Jaeger Knoxville. Check out, they, they just have such great conditions for taking a great picture. Um, beautiful sunlit windows and that. But when you started to introduce it to your client, how does somebody who decides I'm going to, actually get out of the back room right now and instead of looking at somebody else who's doing a great job producing content with the intention of gaining clients I'm gonna become one of those people how do I kind of start that interaction with my guest are people uncomfortable were you uncomfortable I think it's changing your mindset about it because a lot of times that guest wants your that pic, their pictures of their hair because yeah. they want to send it to their mom or their friend or whatever because they're just as excited as you are of their pretty hair. Yeah. So you're taking a picture for them and then airdropping it to their phone. Yeah. And they're thrilled to be one on your social media that you like their hair enough to post it on your own mm-hmm. platform. Right. But then they also have a professional looking picture of their own hair. They look like the Pinterest photo sure. they brought in if mm-hmm. they have the hair, you know? Yeah. So I think it's changing the mindset that oh, I don't want to make them uncomfortable. They're not going to want to have pictures. They do want to have their picture taken or touch up their makeup, make them feel pretty, you know? Yeah. Jen, you, you know, want to add to that? Yeah, I did. I want to oh, <laughs> jump in and just say um, one thing that we shifted, and I'm sure Kelsey remembers this, is initially we had our setup with the, you know, the ring light and things like that kind of in the back of the house. Mm-hmm. And so when we would finish doing a client, we would have to take them – uh, back there to do the picture and it almost felt like we were in Chinatown shopping for purses right we're going to take you behind this curtain yeah, and, right and so it was a little awkward and when we moved that setup out in the middle of the salon out in the front of the salon it became commonplace and so as I'm doing a guest they see Kelsey taking pictures mm-hmm. and they're like oh what's she doing I want to I want to be a part of that mm-hmm. and so no, no longer is it hard or awkward for me to be like hey are you do you think that you'd be okay if we go you know right. it's like hey after I'm done with you we're gonna go do that same thing okay so like yeah. be thinking about if you want me to freshen up your lipstick for you or anything mm-hmm. right it just right. that that physical location change mm-hmm. for me made a huge difference yeah. absolutely you find the same thing Kelsey yeah and yeah. honestly some unless it's dark out we have such good like windows now mm-hmm. it's I don't usually even grab that ring light over there. I just take it with the natural light and then, Mm -hmm. you know, the phones are so great with pictures. They just fix it for you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was just, I think Kelsey hit on something kind of cool, actually, where she was saying that her guests want to see that that their pictures are on her social media platform because for most of these guests, their hairstylist is like the coolest person in their life. (laughs) Right. I mean, really, they look at hairstylists like rock stars. Amen. And if they could hang out with you all the time. I was telling one of our stylists the other day, by the time this lady left the salon, she was just doting over this stylist so much. I said, Hannah, I think she's ready to move in. (laughs) I mean, Uh that's how it was. And so 
they know that you're like the coolest person that they know and if you put them on your social media it's like whoa look at this everybody i'm right. on i'm, I'm, I'm on in your social media i'm in the cool yeah. kid club yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And it, you know it's funny that you say that the other night and i don't get to do a lot of clients nowadays i wish i wish i did but i you know doing other things but i did this these two ladies came in and i did both of their hair their friends the one referred her teacher for their teachers we yeah. love teachers as hairdressers yes. right and as they were leaving, like, we were having such a good time that, you know, she came back in and was like, hey, we're going to dinner. Do you want to come with us? And I, <laughs> I actually would have. I happened to not. You know, I just, like, ha I was going to another thing. But that's how much fun they have yeah. when they're with a hairdresser. And I, I'm so glad you said that because we, we discount that, I believe. Because if you think about a regular office person's life, it's not bad. Like, they're happy, right? But you're right. This is a person who dresses all in black and like will wear a pink streak in their hair or has a balayage and that's even edgy for them. Um, and now they they spend a couple hours with you and if you do your job with bond building and really caring about the guest in your chair, they want to extend that and they want to feel a part of your family. And I love that you said you airdrop it right to their phone. That was a beautiful technique. <laughs> that was a high five. Yeah. Right there, yeah. <laughs> she smacked me. <laughs> you probably deserved it. Of course. Yeah. Um, so there's this discovery that social media is going to help you build your client base, your salon client base. There's an understanding from you, Kelsey, that, well, this stuff really works, right? Mm -hmm. And it falls back into the bigger picture of my hitting my numbers, getting that life that I want to live. You know, for you guys, let's talk a little bit more about the nuts and the bolts of this now, right? Because you said that you had learned a lot along the way, whether it was stuff that you guys had figured out or maybe even stuff that the staff had shared with you. So I don't want to get too deep into the SEO stuff. Not because it's not valuable, because I think it's almost a separate topic, you know, right. in depth. But, you know, talk about maybe some of your strategies and what works for you on Instagram, some of your strategies and what works for you on Facebook, and some of your strategies and what works for you on Google. Because as we talked earlier, that's Google's been a really big hit for you, right? Yeah, and I think about I Google think, first. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget, oh, yeah. yeah, there's this Google thing that everybody uses every day. Yeah, so right. it's been super, super uh, beneficial for us. One of the biggest things for us was just getting the right person to help us out. And Jen actually discovered uh, a gentleman that is really, really good at working with salons in the industry. Um, his name is Lucas Renfro. He's down in Savannah, Georgia. And uh, he, he and his wife own a salon actually, and he's kind of found a niche in the salon industry some, although he does work with all kinds of businesses. So Jen got in contact with him he gave us a quote and I about fell over when I heard the quote, right? Because I'm looking at I'm looking at the X's and O's and the budget of the salon and I'm going, Well, this is gonna blow our like budget. advertising budget uh -huh. really, really bad here. And she's and she's looking at me going, Think of the return though. Think of the return. I may have just, you know, sent an email like, Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jen Jen jumps in with that. both feet. Yeah. And I'm kinda like testing the waters sure, a little bit always, sure, you know, sure. trying to figure it out. That's that's just us in a nutshell. But um, anyways, we got him on board. He started coaching us on some things we needed to do. And one of the things he said is we got to get our Google reviews up. Mm -hmm. And so we started encouraging our guests to leave Google reviews for us, um, five-star reviews. 
And, wicked uh, good reviews. Wicked good <laughs> reviews. <laughs> Absolutely. Encouraging our stylists to ask them to leave reviews, to ask their guests specifically to leave reviews for them, mentioning the stylist name and mentioning what services that stylist performed on them. So when people are performing searches, it will it'll bring them to that. So um, and then really Lucas and all of his magic then because we were like <laughs> far down on the second page mm -hmm. and he got us to almost the top of the first page wow. mm -hmm. yep. within like a couple of months mm -hmm. with the changes he made so he did his back end stuff that I don't even understand sure yeah so he did all of his back end stuff and then we worked really really hard at gaining at gaining Google reviews mm -hmm. and that has made such a difference last month we uh, it became our number one way of getting a uh, a new a new guest in the salon was from Google. Mm -hmm. It uh, the month before that it was pretty much neck and neck with um, stylist referrals. Yeah, which is huge. You've got to have those, right? Obviously, right. Really, really important. But for a a person that's just new to the area or someone who's shopping around for a new hairstylist or a new salon. What do I That's have to type to. in to find you? Like, like how right. how easy is it to get Salon Jaeger to pop up? What I I moved to the area, I hit Salon and boom. Yeah, so like, he was really big. Lucas was really big at getting the biggest key indicators, and for our area, so he does his research to look and see what are the biggest things searched in that area for yeah. a salon. Yeah, and for our area. It was uh, Knoxville Salon, yeah. Knoxville Salons. Yeah. Interestingly enough, if someone searches Knoxville Salon, it's different than them searching Salon Knoxville. Okay. And so right. he actually runs reports that show what is the number one search that people are doing you know, in that area for a new salon. And that's where he focuses um, the majority of his effort. And then it ranks down to number two, number three, number four in, in hmm. building out um, the behind right. the scenes of our site. Right, and then when people just type in, you know, what's around me, sure, salons around me, that's a huge one too. I think one of the things you said, and correct me if I'm mistaken, is 20% of your clients that come in so every glad month. So you just went there. 20% of the new clients, 20% of all the clients you do in a month come from your social media. No, from from no, he was talking about from Google, from Google, from Google specifically. Yeah. specifically. So yeah. I'm not going to say that's it's crazy. A, that 20% is just from that because we are staying on top of of you know we're getting 20 percent of our guests each month right. our new guests yeah but a big part of that the biggest yeah. part of it right now yeah. mm -hmm. is from google so the biggest right. portion of the new guests the biggest portion of those new guests so when i look at our reports to see yeah. how people are finding us yeah. google's our number one yeah. ranking right now So there's two different things that you said around numbers and i'll you you probably are trying to go here too john is most salons Right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess for an average salon, and we know that that like even using that word is muddy because it varies. Um, but I'm gonna guess an average salon might get 25 to 50, and I'm gonna call it a new call in. 50 on the high end, 25 on the normal end, I would say. So when we're talking about 20%, like how many new guests are we talking about? And if you if if you had to answer this, how much of that would you tie to your marketing efforts? So how many new guests in a month? Like, give me a number. Right. So if we're looking at, you know, somewhere between 600, 650 guests a month, we're gaining 20% each month on top of that. 120? Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Around 120. 
um, are, are brand new, never set their foot in the salon before. Yep. That's awesome. So, yeah. And, and then, if you took away your marketing efforts, what just ballpark, what do you think it would be? Well, you're going to have, um, you know, if a client refers a friend, which is wonderful when that happens, yeah. but I mean, we're maybe we'd have a fifth of, of that. It, I, yeah, maybe. Uh, I could tell you, we since we've optimized that search engine, we've exploded a lot more. Yeah. And we were growing rapidly then, mm-hmm. but we're like kicking it now. Yeah, even more rapidly because when people put those common searches in, we're mm-hmm. popping right up there mm-hmm. and we have great reviews. Mm-hmm. And when we're answering the phone and we're asking where they found us, mm-hmm. they're like, I looked at your reviews, then I went to your Instagram, right? And your stuff looks good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because we do the same thing for everything else. I mean, when we decided to come down here and visit, you know, I'm on my cell phone. I'm looking for hotels. I then read the reviews. I then went to Yelp, you know. Right. um, Before we made a decision where we're going to stay tonight. We're staying one night. Yeah. You know, in a not-so-interesting hotel. Right. You know, but we still went through the process. You know, Kelsey said something. You know, don't lose it. Kelsey said something about, you know, Knoxville Balayage. You know, yeah. how is, and what's really interesting, I know a lot of people know this now, but hashtags are now searchable in Google. So if you go to Google Chrome and you put hashtag, you know, um, Knoxville Balayage, those things from Instagram show up in the search. It's crazy. Yeah. The, yeah. In the images and everything. Yeah, yeah you click the images and look through, yeah. which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, all of it is so like linked together from social media to the web. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's all this big like web that's interlocking together to drive people to your to your uh, salon company right yeah. so obviously google has worked amazingly well for you guys um, seo optimization is part of that right um, tell us a little bit about now jen you said something about facebook and that you had said something earlier that we forget about facebook i think sometimes it's because it's not the cool kid right now right instagram is right maybe even TikTok to a greater degree too right yep. it's up and coming yeah uh, tell us about why we shouldn't forget facebook well, let me let me just jump to Google for just a second, then yeah, go please. to Facebook, yeah. uh, because you guys, we talked earlier about it's one thing to say, this is great, this works, but mm-hmm. it's a whole other thing, and our goal is mm-hmm. to be able to teach people how. How do I right, implement right, right, that, right. make it work? Right. So with Google, Chris mentioned the um, importance of reviews. Ah. How do we get those reviews yeah, up? Yeah. And so I just wanted to give the listener um, maybe a few different ways that we've implemented that we've seen results. And so one of those is, um, through the use of Instagram, mm-hmm. so connecting those two platforms. Right. So if we post a five-star Google review on our Instagram feed, on our story, yeah, yeah. then the other followers see that. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't thought about giving them a, a review on Google. Let me go do that. You're advertising your reviews. Yeah, we don't have to say, hey, go give us a review. We simply post a good one, and they want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And um, likewise, within the salon, we um, at one point printed off some five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. Our, we had our front desk um, coordinator design a cute little star, gold star and mm-hmm. put them on them and put them on some of the stations, which was fun. If I'm a guest sitting in Autumn's chair yeah. mm-hmm. and I read that review, I'm proud of my stylist for one, oh, but I yeah. also want to do the same thing for her. Right. Um, and then the other is we have TVs throughout our salon mm-hmm. and on those TVs, I change out probably every six weeks mm-hmm. the the slideshow that goes through there. I use Flickr. Sure, so if sure. anyone, um, I guess that's how you pronounce it. There's no E yeah, in, Flickr. in Flickr, but. Yeah, Flickr. <laughs> that's how um, you pronounce it now. <laughs> yeah, so I use Flickr and I 
I put photos that the girls have shared on Instagram of their work, mm -hmm. but intermixed in those photos, I'll put our any promotions we have running and then um, an occasional pop-up of a five-star Google review. Great. So the client's sitting in the chair while they're processing. They've got, what, 30 minutes mm -hmm. to sit in that chair. It's perfect time for them to type out a one-minute Google review. Right. And so they're seeing that come through the screen. So just want to throw that out there. No, thank you. Yeah, and then we'll bump over to... Um, to Facebook. Yeah. So we use Facebook for events because there's no way that I know of on Instagram to plan an event. So we use Facebook for events. And one recently that we have done, we, we did a mother-daughter night. And a couple of the stylists came up with it and they planned it out. And within less than 24 hours, it sold out. We'd wow. sold tickets to it, sold yeah. out. We opened up a second one. Yeah. It sold out within 24 hours. That's and then we crazy. opened up a third and it yeah. sold out. And we have had people asking since then, you know, are you going to do it? We, we didn't get in. We want to get in. Yeah. And we said, you know what? Make sure that you're getting notifications so that you know when we do plan another one. But as a follow-up to that event, um, we, we linked it through Eventbrite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we have access to all of their email yep. information, yep. contact information. And so we did it after the event. We sent a follow-up email. Yep. You know, hey, we hope you enjoyed your time with us. We sure loved having mm -hmm. you here. Right. Um, here's a special offer. Yeah. And it's valid with these stylists that work yep. the event. Remember, you know, so-and-so uh, was on makeup. And we've had bookings from that with yep. our newer stylists. They yep. were the ones that ran it. And so great. great way to get in clients. Mm -hmm. um, with Facebook, we can also share articles, yep. which we can't on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So sharing, you know, what are the trends coming up for, you know, for winter, sure. for right, you sure. know, spring of next year? Mm -hmm. How does that correlate with hair? Here's right. the clothing sure. trends. What's going on in hair? Sure. And people want to know that. Yeah. And so we can be the expert in our field that way. And then we can use Instagram as we would back in my day when we had our portfolio at our station and we'd sure. pop open that book mm -hmm. in front of the guests because if a guest comes in and they have a, a picture that they've pulled off the internet, right. there's a high chance now that it's been photoshopped and filtered totally. and totally. you know it's glowing white yeah. mm -hmm. and unrealistic right. for their hair. Right? Right. Yeah. But I can pop out my digital yeah. portfolio yeah. and we can then have a conversation around that yeah. what is achievable. <clears throat> yeah. Kelsey had to leave the conversation because she had a guest show up and so she quietly snuck out. But I'll speak for her or on her behalf yes. for a minute because I was just trolling her Instagram feed as, hmm. uh, as we were having this discussion. And what I love about it is it doesn't look like some famous person's Instagram feed. It, it, it's beautiful work. So, right. you know, uh, applause to her uh, and props to her for that. But, but it's her work. Right. Right. It's 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 what would happen in a chair at a hair salon with a hum a normal person who, right. you know, comes in, and, and it's the type of thing that if I'm scrolling, it, I'm not going to see something that's fake and unrealistic and nothing wrong with look. You know, filters are filters, and you know, it, it's 2020 or 2019, whatever right. year it is. But when we want to have a real honest consultation with somebody and show them our real authentic work, I think this speaks to like. Who do you need to be on social media? Like, mm -hmm. don't think you need to be something other than you are. Right. Post your work, the types of guests that you're looking for. Um, and because now I can use that as my portfolio. And everybody kind of knows, I think everybody knows that conceptually, but having the experience of pulling up your picture, and this is me speaking as a stylist now, you know, I, I love the first person's Instagram that I pull up when I sit down with a guest in a consultation is mine. Right. I'll pull up somebody else's. I pull up mine. Right. Um, and that's a real powerful place to be because then they can, when I walk away and go mix a color, 
I know for a fact what they're doing. They're going on my page and looking at the rest of what's there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and because oftentimes you'll come back and they'll go, well, I, I like this girl's too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, beautiful job, Kelsey, but it just, it's a testament for you have, I believe right now is we have an opportunity to be ourselves at a more amplified scale. We can show ourselves around. And I, I have one single word for this. I call it marketing, mm-hmm. right? It, that's the word for what we're talking about right now. And I think we get hung up sometimes around so the, the buzzword of social media. Mm-hmm. What we're really talking about and why I asked you the question, Chris, of how many people are coming in is because most salons don't understand marketing. They certainly don't understand social media because that is a, it, it is a whole other big animal. And I know you spent a lot of time, it sounds like, really investigating like what works, what doesn't work, and trying things. But if you're not marketing nowadays, you're just not going to be able to be competitive, like heavily competitive, the mm-hmm. type that we're, that right. we're talking about. Yep. Well, and if you're, not, if you're not doing it, someone else always is. Mm, and right. so... The last thing I want is for while my guest is sitting in my chair for them to be scouted or recruited by another stylist yep. because I didn't put content on there for them to, totally. to look at. Totally. Um, and you just have to realize that that's, it's, is it scary? Yeah. Sure. It's yeah. scary to put yourself out there and think, what if, what if I'm say something that's stupid? What if I misspell a word in yeah. my, you know, in my comments about yeah. it? Um, but the fact of the matter is uh, people aren't, aren't looking for a reason to, make fun of you they're not looking to oh did jen misspell a word in her post no they're looking for everything good that they can find out of that they want to know you know can they wear fringe how do do they know if they can wear a blunt fringe or if it's not going to look good on them they want to know how do they do it this braid uh this new technique and and so you just you kind of have to put yourself out there and realize that the majority of people in this world want you to win yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I ask one more question, John? Ask anything you want. <laughs> I I'm, never, talk about, I'm never going to say no to you. I want to talk about the events. <laughs> That's not true, actually. <laughs> I want to talk about the event specifically for a minute because we're talking about digital marketing right now. But what we're really, but the event is that's an in-person thing. That's a whole, there's a planning piece around that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it sounds like you landed on something that works. And, you know, we have the years of salon owners right now. I'd I'd love to share a little bit more just about uh, how much did they pay to come and what, you know, what did that event include and how, how, who planned it? Okay. So our, um, our newer stylists, the ones that have been with us for around a year are the ones that planned it. They have a little more time in the salon um, as they're building their books and, they would much rather be doing something than nothing. And so I approached them and said, I want you guys to plan an event. Would you be up for it? Um, and they said, sure. And I, I, I left it open to them. And I said, you let me know when. You let me know what theme you want, what demographic you're trying to reach. Come up with a, a schedule for it. Come up with a list of supplies, items you need, mm-hmm. and let's make it happen. And they had they had the best time working together. I, there was two of them that I yeah. approached. I said, you can pull in anyone that you want. And uh, and so they, they planned together. They brought me back in my office um, three full sheets of paper with all the details and everything wow. that they thought. Yep. I looked over it. I did change the date because I said, this sounds to me like it needs to be an event that's after hours. We do some that are during you know open hours. And so I changed a little bit on the date. Does this work for you? It worked for them great. 
and um, we put together, you know, some fun goodie bags. They all worked on that. I said, here's what we have. You guys put together some goodie bags for the night. Right. Um, and, I mean, they, they really executed all. What I wanted to make sure is during the event that they were the ones leading it. Because I was trying to build them, not myself. And sure. if I'm the one in charge, then people are going to look to me. Oh, I want to book with her when I come in for my hair. And so Victoria is the one that was kind of the you know ringmaster, so to speak, of the night. We did this particular one was a mother daughter event, and we actually invited a local cake baker to come in. And for half of the event, she did um, cake decorating class. With hands-on, like little cakes for wow. each of the mother-daughter duos. Yeah. yeah, and the other half of the class was on the other side of the salon, and the stylist did, um, they did like a little pampering thing with hand lotions, and huh? they taught them how to, you know, the girls massage the mom's hands, huh? and then the moms put a little face mask on the girls, mm -hmm. and then they did a makeup tutorial and a braiding tutorial, and so huh? each of the little girls ended up with a little, you know, some makeup on and a little hairstyle, and the moms were, you know, they were videoing, because sure. they want to be able to duplicate that hair yeah. at home yeah, yeah. and then we flip-flopped mm -hmm. and so um the group from you know the hair side went over to the cake decorating mm -hmm. um but you know it was it we charged twenty dollars per mother-daughter duo yeah. we right. did an upcharge if they needed to bring a second child sure. um which is is very minimal and the funny thing is i actually just got a message from one of the moms today who said that they are still talking about it she was in our first group <laughs> on um, September 21st, yeah. that was a few weeks ago. Yeah. She said, are my girls still talk about it every day? Was there oh. an age limit around the daughter, like mother, daughter? We, we kept it open, like yeah, all daughter. ages, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, and we even had some like grandmother, you know, granddaughter, whatever, we, mm -hmm. we didn't really care. Sure. Um, but she said, we're they're still talking about it every day and I'm booking appointments for all of us to come in and get our hair done. And she had a couple questions, you know, about that. Mm -hmm. And she said, um, you know, we would have paid a whole lot more than that for the tickets. Yeah. And I thought that was funny that she offered that up to yeah, me. You know, right. we would have paid a whole lot more sure. than $20 because it was worth that to us. And it's right. not about right? the money. It's about, no. the, it's about it's a about, ticketed commitment. Right. That you know, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, for right. us, it was, you know, it was kind of a wash yeah, right, as right. owners because by the time we paid for the yeah, cake lady, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a wash. But our goal thing. was yeah. exposure to these right. newer stylists totally. and for them to gain some leadership skills yeah. in executing that and communication skills. And it seems right now that it's going to, actually do what it, we hoped it would do and bring yeah. some clients into their chair. I find that when you get those younger girls in there and they they connect with the stylist, they are lifelong clients. Oh, they're lifers. Oh, yeah. They're you lifers. Know? Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. It's interesting. Yep. Um, I love all of this because, you know, what what is really cool about this is you guys have taken the time, effort, and energy to kind of figure this process out, right? And obviously as a newer business, it's really important for you to drive new traffic in the door and of course it's always really important if you know to Chris you know helping their staff with their numbers helping them reach their life goals whether they're inside the salon or outside the salon how do you help them do that if you can't help feed them now of course sure. as stylists we have to learn to feed ourselves too right you know referrals are really important being able to beat that drum and say hey you know I'm a, I'm a hairstylist you know come see me but it's a two-way street right we've got to help feed them as well and so all these tools that you've used to help feed them um, only helps cement them to your company and I'm gonna assume and you can talk about this a little bit it probably helps attract new staff right yeah uh, yeah because you know too many of us ask well what are you gonna do for me right right um, yeah so talk about that a little bit how does social media help you bring in new people to work with you and your company well I think one of the smart things that Jen has done is uh, she goes and looks at the girls that are still in school right now 
at uh, our local beauty school, mm-hmm. and she'll start following them on Instagram. Uh-huh. And so she'll start start recruiting people basically that way, yeah. just by following them. Yeah, for anyone that's there. wanting to, to know how to do that, if you go on Instagram and you go under locations and you search, you can check who has, or you can, you can see who has tagged that location. Oh, wow. And yeah. for our local beauty schools, it's usually the students, not the clients that right. are tagging that location. And so yeah. simply go through, see who's tagged that location, follow, 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 follow. And then their work pops up in my feed and I can like it and comment. And you can start conversations. And, yeah. and, and yeah. I even you know have occasionally given them tips, um, helpful, friendly ones. Like they'll post something and I'd say, hey, that hair looked amazing. I would love to see it in video next time. Yeah, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. This is... Um, <laughs> I am such a huge fan of trolling for clients or for different connections and different things like that. And I think it's a topic that we're going to be talking about more. And the reason why, and an event that we've been talking about is we started hosting influencer days. And what an influencer day is, we reached out to local social media influencers and then we have them come in and then everybody's stories and pictures and around it so it becomes a really great powerful marketing event for those who want to participate and i know you guys are going to do the same thing here after we talk more about it yeah i'll tell you in a minute we actually have something coming up with influencers totally and and you know and we're we're even talking a lot about influencer relations now as far as really ongoing relations with you know local social media influencers but it's so funny because Man, the fear in a salon owner or a hairdresser to press the follow button on somebody they've never met before and then reach out with them into them. And um, Jamie Wiley was mm-hmm. talking yep. about this. And, you know, so you're the you're the third person now that I've met that that goes about this in a I'm going to find people. Mm-hmm. And I love exactly what you just did was you're going to go to a location. So. Why are location tags so important? Because I can go to that location and see who else is like-minded that lives inside of that. So as a stylist, I can do the same thing for a local boutique or a local swanky restaurant or sure. you know mm-hmm. whatever it is, and then I can go down there. And man, that sixth degree of separation thing, you'd start to notice that pop right. up. Right. But I guess the lesson here that I just wanna say is that I'm learning from you that you know we've been testing mm-hmm. But it's a real weird thing. I, I had a stylist that works with us who is a super busy stylist, Taylor Neal, actually, asked me one day, like, she goes, you can just message them? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, that's all I needed to say. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, she had a, a YouTuber in her chair with like 2 million followers or something like that. It, was, it felt like the next day. But, you know, you can be assertive on social media and start a relationship because I think that's what we're all trying to do there anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a real key thing is it's intentional. You don't just wait for stuff to happen, right? You gotta you gotta go out and make it happen. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So we have I mentioned a little you know thing with influencers coming up. We are joining with some other local businesses um, the end of this month to do a big it's a basic witch it's a ladies' night out event that we're doing at one of the other businesses, mm-hmm. um, but. In helping plan that, I said, you know what, I would love to offer the, they have influencers coming that they had already contacted coming to the event, right? Mm-hmm. And there's about eight of them. And I said, I would love to offer them to come into the salon before the event, have their hair and makeup done complimentary yeah. to wear to love the it. event. Yeah. And um, are you guys okay with that? They said, yeah. So I reached out to the influencers. Here's what we're offering. And I said, here's the requirement yeah. that when yeah, you are in the, the salon, the that story. you share content yeah. on your Instagram 
in the salon getting the services done and when you're at the event that you also tag us and so as long as we're in agreement then the services are complimentary and they were so excited Mm -hmm. i add one post to this so i love the befores durings and after stories and then i also require at least depending on the size of the influencer at least one legitimate post tag where the salon and the stylist are the only ones who are tagged in it. Mm-hmm. So awesome. that they have to do like a, yeah. you know, required thing. And they're used to doing business that way. Right, it's yeah. A, it's right. Cool it's not like you're asking something that nobody else No, that's what they're doing. Yeah. That's what, that's, with it, that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Um, bro, we've been on for a while now. You want to yeah. ask, do you, do you have some more <laughs> questions? or? <laughs> no, I'm afraid that if we keep asking questions, um, John and Chris are going to keep answering them. Oh, we'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep going. You keep asking, <laughs> yeah. and we'll keep answering. So um, I think we better stop asking. Um, but I, at the same time, I don't want to. You know, this has been such a great conversation. So yeah. thank you both. We might need thank a part you. two. I think yeah. we might need a part yeah. two. Yeah. I think we might need a part two, three, four, five, six. What I love is, you know, I just love... There are parts of this conversation that I just I'm in love with. You know, one of those parts of this conversation was talking to Kelsey and coming to the realization that I'm going to work for a company that not only supports my artistic life, but also supports my my outside my artistic life. Meaning, I got bills to pay, I got mm-hmm. debt to pay off, I got yeah. car bills that I want to pay. You know, I got married. I'm going to have a family. And I'd like to travel. What kind of craziness is that? Yeah. You know, you want to take time off? Yeah. But I work for a company that supports that. I work for a company that helps me create goals that makes that a reality. And so coming to work is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Because I'm going to, it's going to make my life better. I love that. I love the piece about sharing how Brian, not just Brian, but all the people that kind of pulled together in the community to help you guys open the doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think Chris was washing your faces because it was an emotional, you know, conversation. I was getting mushy on the inside because <laughs> it touched me too, you know, to think that the guy I work for, you know, did this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I love that. And I really like the nuts and bolts feedback that you gave on how to actually use social media. It's not about just posting pretty pictures. It's not about trying to get 5,000 followers. It's how do you get clients in the door? Exactly. And how do you create a lifestyle for yourself? And that's just another tool. And it's a tool maybe we're not making the best use of. Yeah, I love it. Guys, in the spirit of, you know, as we kind of pull this thing together, I'd love to just give it over to you for a minute to just to, is there anything we're leaving on the table? You know, anything you feel like you'd love to say to the listeners uh, around the topics that we covered or maybe something you feel like we just didn't touch on yet. Just love to make sure that we're you feel clean as we walk out of yeah. this conversation. <laughs> well, I think we've talked about a lot of great things and hit a lot of great points. Um, you know, getting back to what Kelsey said, one of our mottos kind of here is that uh, we don't live to work, we work to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, again, we've all got this life outside of the salon. And that life should actually be more important to you right. than what takes place in the salon because those are the, the people that you come to work for, mm-hmm. whether that be a spouse or a child or whoever, right. or, or, or just yourself and your personal growth and ambitions and things that you want to accomplish in life. And uh, I think that that's um, one thing that's, that's, that's super important to try to, to keep in mind. Right. Love that. Yeah, I think just as a wrap-up for me, um, I just want to encourage you know other business owners when you get that feeling of, I, I don't have time, I'm too busy to market, I'm too busy to invest mm-hmm. into my um, stylus, I don't have the budget to whatever. Um, I just wanna say that you're, 
you can't afford that. You mm -hmm. can't afford to not right. do um, you know your, your monthly meetings with your stylist to help them grow. You can't afford to not support them in their pursuits in life. You can't afford to not market. We know, we know good and well what being too busy can feel like. We're raising three teenage boys right now and running this salon company that's growing, you know, rapidly. And um, talking about busy, we are. And we, and we, you know, try and get in as much volunteer work and service in our community as we can on top of that. And there are times, most of the time, when that's intermingled. Um, we had a, a stylist buy a house and she was moving and, you know, we needed to spend time with our boys. So we took our boys and helped her move to, you know, together. It was a family project, you know. So figure out a way to do it, but you, you can't not do it. And if you, you know... I am the one that responds on our social media to Salon Yeager Knoxville. So if you feel like you need to reach out and you're yeah. overwhelmed or, or you need some tips, like reach out to me. I will be the one to read it and see it. Yeah. And, um, you know, just kind of like Brian did for us, just yeah. be there to be like, you know what, you've got this, you can do this and let me help you how I yeah. can. And we'll have, we'll have you the link uh, to your Instagram yeah. in the descriptor awesome. of this, as well as I'd love to get the link for uh, your social media or your uh, website. Yeah, the Google Google, Google uh, SEO guy. Yeah, we'll also have uh, his link down here in the descriptor because it sure. sounds like yeah. you. It sounds like you recommend him heavy, and oh, wow. he's done yeah. some great things for yeah. you. Yeah. So uh, we'll extend that as well yeah. to the listener. I, what what another great conversation. Yeah, we're not sorry. We just can't do these in under an hour. We tried, <laughs> we tried in the beginning. It just does not work. Yeah. Remember, uh, when we used to think forty five minutes was long. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. But we are going to, um, we are going to still ask you because Jen and Chris told us that we should. Yep, they did. We need something. We need a five star review. We got to have it. <laughs> oh, that's right. We got to have it. And not that's just right. a regular five star review. A, a wicked, wicked good. good five wicked star good. Review. Wicked yeah. good. And because we believe in being inclusive, this you know for our citizens. If you live north of the border. North of the border, our French-speaking Canadians, we keyed means, means five, five stars. Means five stars. Yep. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, it does. In French. Yeah, yep, that's, yep, that's a fact. That's a fact. Man, we are learning stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's true. But all of those of you who have already written five-star reviews, wicked good five-star reviews, we thank, thank you, you so much. So much. Why the five star reviews? Because it helps people find us. The more five stars, star five star reviews we get, the easier it is for people to Google us and find us on the web. So you know that's why it's really important. The second thing that a lot of you have done, and we really appreciate, is you've shared the podcast. You've taken a photo. Thank and, you so much for that as yeah, well. And you're posting it in your stories. And again, uh, thank you so much. We really appreciate yep. that. Tag us in that when you do that. It's at 124.go on Instagram and we'd love to share you back out and uh, you know it's either John myself hitting back on those messages and mm -hmm. so if you have anything to say or any comments you want to share uh, reach out uh, somebody you think we should be interviewing maybe we should come to your salon reach out let us know and yeah. maybe we'll make that happen yeah. um, again thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next episode bye everybody bye bye, bye, -bye. <laughs>